Welcome back. I'm now in Portland, Oregon, leaving off from the last podcast where I was in Riverside, California. I promise you the interviews with my friends are coming, but my travel experience with my babies was too kind of crazy not to share. Let me start off by saying from the last podcast that my relationship with my partner is far from perfect. That was just an example I gave about how pregnancy made us closer from my own experience that has nothing to do with like our actual relationship you know we all have our ups and downs and coming back to Portland um, I'm going to ease my way kind of going back to work I want to make sure that I can be mom number one first of all to my two new babies and then after that yeah I want to squeeze in things here and there and I want to start taking in projects in the winter and from there I want to do mostly projects that are going to relate to my own personal style. Uh, you guys have seen those hip floral thigh pieces. And by hip, I mean placement, you know, like upper thigh. I want to start doing a lot more of those and uh, sacred geometry. And that's where my focus is going to be. Anything nature oriented and not even hip placement necessarily, but content of that nature. So I think it's pretty easy and fair to say that traveling with just one baby gets kind of crazy but let me tell you traveling with two was just a shit show and by traveling i mean flying with one person and two babies and of course that one person is myself for some reason my mind was set on tsa being the hardest part but in reality tsa was cake and it ended up being the easiest i said my emotional goodbyes to my family and then i headed up to the section where you're uh, you go into tsa and while i'm approaching the where the little metal detectors are i'm probably three or four people back and and I'm already starting to undress my stuff because at this point I have one baby strapped on me. I have a little shopping, I have a stroller that kind of resembles a shopping cart. I'll post a picture of it so you guys can check it out. It's not the most attractive or the most stylish type of stroller, but oh my gosh, it came in handy and I totally recommend it for flying and for travel and get up and go. So yeah, I have one baby on me, one baby basically in the shopping cart, in the car seat. And I'm taking my clothes and shoes off and just getting a head start on everything. And thankfully, I had this really kind, nice man behind me kind of help me out getting me buckets because he saw I was traveling alone with two babies. And so I get everything off successfully, put it through the machine, go through the metal detectors. Um, and at this point, I'm carrying both of my babies because, you know, they have to scan the car seat that the baby's in. They have to scan the stroller. And in the midst of everything, thankfully, TSA was very, very cool since they saw I was traveling alone. So it was just a big old hustle and bustle of me looking ridiculous carrying around these two babies with their arms flailing around as I'm trying to juggle my diaper bag, the car seat, the stroller while putting on my shoes and basically putting myself back together. And I maybe held up TSA for about two minutes. It's not that long realistically, but when you're right there and there are tons of people behind you, yeah, it kind of seems like forever. So by this point, I've already broken a sweat. Like, I have sweat beads coming down my forehead, but I got it done. It's done and over with, past it, cool. If I could redo any part over again, it would definitely be, well, one of the parts, it, it would definitely be as soon as I pass TSA to make bottles and to make extra bottles. I only made two. So I made my babies their first initial bottle and I didn't make any extras, which I definitely should have done before I got on the plane. Because I will say, I was trying to put together extra bottles for my babies while we're mid-flight. Patrick kicks the formula scooper out of my hand for 
formula goes everywhere. Uh, my babies are crying, and at this point, one of them is kind of screaming here and there. And I, <laughs> I was super frazzled and pissed because there was formula all over me, all over the car seat. And I mean, it was a mess. If I'd have had him prepared, it would have just been so much more smooth. Another thing that's a given with flying with babies or children is family seating. You need that. It's basically like priority seating for family, so you get to go in before everybody else. And let me tell you, that came in handy. I did not look the most gracious going down those aisles, carrying one baby on my chest, one baby in a car seat, carrying a diaper bag. If people were boarded before me, I probably would have smacked some people in the fucking head with everything that I was carrying going down those aisles. Oh, 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 and there was this bitch lady that was sitting next to me at the beginning of the flight i casually said to her in a joking way my baby slept the whole last ride of this flight going to california so i hope that they do it going back to portland and her smart ass goes yeah i'm sure the rest of the plane is too like oh fucking k nancy i did not mean to impose and even speak to you if you're gonna be a rude ass and as soon as we take off and my babies are getting cranky because they don't have their extra bottles this lady heads to the back of the plane she comes back from the back of the plane and sits back in her seat next to me and maybe three minutes later a flight attendant comes back and says sorry miss there are no more seats in the premium class that i can move you to but i can see what else i can do for you if kids aren't your jam, you know, I totally get that. They're not for everybody. Good fucking thing this lady moved. Could you imagine already being in a stank-ass mood and then getting formula spilt all over you? <laughs> and I mean, to be honest, like I said, kids aren't for everybody, but if you don't want to be around my kids, then I don't want to be around you either. And bam, that's the cold hard truth. And I think that comes as a developmental thing when being a parent and you either have kids or you don't. Some people get it or they don't. So I make the babies their bottles and they're still being extremely fussy. The one that I'm holding doesn't want to be held. The one that's in the car seat doesn't want to be in the car seat. And they are throwing tantrums at this point. They're squealing like little piglets. Cute little piglets, of course. A lady in the row adjacent from me is very kind and she asked me if I would like her for her to hold one of my babies and at this point I'm not that desperate yet so I'm just like a uh, stranger holding my baby I'm not too too sure so I go oh no thank you so much I appreciate that but thank you though and then these little balls of terrorism start screaming even louder I'm sitting literally in the, in the row right behind first class so I'm just like oh god I don't know what to do at this point and thankfully oh my god the lady who was in front of me in first class sitting in the row in front of me she gets out of her seat and comes sits next to me in the empty seat and she asked me if she can hold one of my babies at this point my patience has been tested and i say yes and i tell her thank you thank you thank you I kid you not i was on the verge of crying and that takes a lot for me to even admit that but i was and thankfully this lady she even told me that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to take help when people offer to help. In the midst of my babies crying and throwing their tantrums, the flight attendants were also very, very sweet. This was Alaska Airlines that I was flying on and they get a five-star rating for me just because of the kindness that their flight attendants had, asking me if I needed water and if they needed me to watch one of my babies, they would. But I mean, of course, I didn't ask a flight attendant to help me with my babies. Lady who is actually holding one of my babies, she was an angel, a complete angel. She had told me that she just didn't want me to feel uncomfortable. 
And I swear that is a memory that I'm forever going to hold on to and I'm going to have as a parent and hopefully I can pass that on to another woman one day. So besides my babies being little badasses the first hour of the plane ride, the plane ride was two and a half hours long. So thankfully it was only the first hour. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened the first thing we got to the airport before I even went into TSA. I had just enough time to get to the airport, change my baby's diapers, go to TSA, make some bottles, get some snacks, and then get on the flight. So knowing I just had barely enough time to get situated, before I even got in line to go to TSA, I went to go change my baby's diapers. So I go in the women's restroom and they only have one handicap stall and they have no diaper changing tables in the women's restroom at all. And the only handicap restroom big enough to fit me and my two babies has a caution it's closed sign. So I'm assuming, okay, the toilet's plugged, like no biggie. I could still use the restroom to at least change my baby's diapers because I need the space. <laughs> I freaking flooded this restroom, guys. I laid down a blanket and put one baby down and the other baby was still in his car seat in the shopping cart stroller. So I'm unpacking the diaper bag and I'm just like, okay, toilet's flushing. And wait, what? I start to hear water dripping on the floor. It's an automatic flusher and the toilet's freaking plugged. So I'm trying to pull my baby out of the way of all this water running down on the floor. I grab the corner of the blanket and I drag my baby out into the area where the sinks are. And then I run in and grab the other baby in the stroller. And this toilet is flushing and flushing and flushing over again, all in the midst of this. Eventually the water on the floor reaches the feet of the lady in the stall next to me. And she goes, what the hell? My brain is... Like, okay, evacuate, evacuate, evacuate the situation, grab your shit and leave. I know for a fact this lady saw my baby on the floor and she knows exactly what I was wearing as far as my shoes go. She knew it was me that flooded the restroom. I come out of this restroom and I'm putting myself and my babies back together and I'm like, I don't know what happened, you know, just acting, playing it cool. And then this lady comes out of the restroom. She's a member of the team of the airport. She makes eye contact with me and then yells across the airport to the janitor, Jose, somebody flooded the damn restroom again. Of course, she says it a lot more sassy than that. And at this point, I'm kind of just like, uh, mm, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm all looking around and trying to do other things and, uh, you know, tilting my head in the air and looking around like, what? Hmm? Oh, oh. And regardless if you're flying with one babies or two, best believe you better make sure that when you're in line to get on that plane, people will be giving you the side eye for even having a baby in the first place. And that is a real thing. If you've never traveled before, be aware of it. And I'm sure parents who have already flown before have already experienced it. I felt the glares of people in my direction because they saw me not only carrying one child, but since I was carrying two. And you know what? God bless those people's souls because it's like I had total and complete control over my ovaries dropping two damn eggs, right? <laughs> like that's... Uh, yeah, hyperovulation. <laughs> That's technically what fraternal twins are, is when your body decides to drop two eggs instead of one. And, you know, identical twins are different. Um, 
yeah, one egg splits into two. But yeah, blame my jeans for your short little flight to Portland being inconvenienced. Fun little fact, my great grandma actually had three sets of twins. And I mean, it, it could always be worse, right? <laughs> that has officially been a nickname that my husband has given me, and that is the hyperovulator. Well, thanks for hanging out with me on this second session. Again, I mostly created this just because uh, I know I come across some really cool people, and I'm enjoying mom life, just kind of chilling, and I think some of the stories... I don't know. Maybe some people might not get them or care for them. Maybe I'm being annoying, but... Who the fuck cares? If you like it, listen. If you don't, you don't. But yeah, mom life has its ups and downs and struggles and funny things. And yeah, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here. And if, if things go right next week, then I will be hanging out with my friend Tanya. She goes on Instagram by G. She's a fellow female tattooer that I got the privilege of meeting. And it's just funny how our lives have came into contact and how we've crossed paths. And literally up until this day, she's if not my best friend, one of my best friends. She's a super, super rad chick. And her Instagram is Otanya G. That's O-H-T-A-N-Y-A-G-G-E-E. -E. And yeah, look out for that. It should be fun.